So we want to begin this morning's service with a quote from Albert Einstein. And here's what dear old Al had to say. He said, in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. And we're going to add to Al that in the middle of all that is, lies the vibration of opportunity. To expand even more on this concept, we will offer that in the middle of all that is lives the vibration of limitless energetic potential. At the core of who you are, at the core of me, at the core of everyone else in this time and space reality, we are at the soul level of our existence experiencing only one reality. And that reality is all you are is the pristine essence of source evolving and expanding as the individual you. And that is all that's making up the experience as well. See, all the thoughts, all the mental images, all the past and current experiences, patterns of being, current and past beliefs, even this moment and the journey, all of that is just window dressings that have been added to the endless vistas of your being. And the window dressings either have the curtains pulled so tightly that the opportunities of the individual's innate divinity go unrecognized, or the drapes are opened so wide, allowing the full illumination of the opportunities of the soul self to be expressed and realized. Difficulty and opportunity evolve from the same energy. However, opportunity and difficulty offer vastly divergent positive and formative vibrations depending on whether the individual has the window, window dressings of their soul open or closed. Now I'll let you guys in on a little secret. If Dan's mother was still with us, she would get that analogy. I know she's going to love it. So if you want to know whether or not someone has their internal curtains opened or closed, if they have a tendency to see difficulty or opportunity, ask them, what do you think about the current COVID-19 situation? And the closed curtain individual is going to answer why it's, it's the worst thing that's ever happened to humankind. It has the potential to kill us all. Whew. Ask an open curtain individual the same question, and you're going to see a polar opposite response that could sound like, more than likely it's going to sound like, why it's the greatest opportunity humankind has ever been offered. It has the potential to accelerate our understanding of how to protect the human body from threats such as this for generations to come. It has the potential for all of humankind to band together in a demonstration of solidarity and, in, and express compassion, kindness, and love to our fellow spiritual beings. It presents the opportunity for everyone to take the time to expand their awareness of the presence of God within themselves and all of humanity. Now, we ask you to take note of something here. 
And the answer for the difficulty, as always, there is usually just one limiting, restrictive outcome, an opportunity. The potential is endless. So why is that? Well, it's simple, really. The vibration of difficulty is rooted in the individual's past, their current, what they physically see in the current experience, that part of them that is the ego expressing itself, whereas the vibration of opportunity is rooted in an individual's boundless divinity. Esther Hicks said, you are the creator, creator of your experience, and you must create your experience deliberately if you are to have the joyful experience that you mean to have, unless you, in any moment, are seeing the world through the eyes of choice, then you are but a shadow of the being that you have come forth to be, which means if you are doing less than loving whatever it is you're giving your attention to, you are not who you were really born to be. Negative emotion means you've pinched off some part of yourself to such degree from who you really are. So we have to ask, are you consistently seeing the world through the eyes of choice? Perhaps the better question is, are you seeing the, the viewing the world as the eyes of choice? We could go as far as to say, are your drapes open or closed? Perhaps open sometimes, just not all the time. So only occasional difficulties then? Understand something, regardless of the answer, you are always viewing the world as the eyes of choice. Thus, the answer will determine the vibration that you are consciously or unconsciously offering, the vibration of difficulty or the vibration of opportunity. And the vib one vibration rooted in the ego, the other is rooted in the boundless potential and energy of the soul. And I want to be really, really clear about something. I am not suggesting and will never suggest that somebody go around and be Pollyannish. It's all love. It's all light. All is well. That's not our intention. You see, at the physical level, what it all is perceived as is based on the vibration we are offering at any given moment. Pretending it's all love and light is not li living as the being you have come forth to be. So we can't do that. We cannot go and say to someone that's maybe seeing difficulty, experiencing difficulty, experiencing something that's not in alignment with who they truly are, and say, oh, it's just love and light. It's all love and light. That's not, that's not correct. Because at that point, guess what? We're not practicing love and light. We're practicing judgment. <laughs> so if someone's having that experience where it's a little bit out of that vibration, by God, let them have it and set the example of you practicing seeing all of their experience as the love and light of the divine. I do not recommend 
and any spiritual teacher worth their salt is not going to recommend that you go out and pretend everything's fine, especially when it is not. That is not being creative. That is operating out of alignment with the wisdom of the divine. Just want to be clear about that. So we have to ask the question, are your drapes open or closed? Right? We're going to come back to that. Regardless of whether your drapes are open or closed, it doesn't really matter. The bottom line is, are you operating from that awareness that all that you're seeing, you're seeing through and as source energy? And that it is our previous experiences, our previous beliefs, our previous concepts about what it all is, is going to mold that vibration that we're offering. So we're not suggesting that you change or, or transform what's going on for you. We're suggesting that you transform how you perceive what's going on for you. We're suggesting that you transform that internal awareness that you are a master creator. And that regardless of whether you are experiencing difficulty or crisis, at the end of the day, what, what is going on is simply the universe doing what it does, reflecting the vibration we are offering in the moment. And when we're armed with that truth, we'll no longer see difficulty or crisis or opportunity. What we see is the pure potential of source to shift it either way. And so when we do that, we're creating and manifesting beyond the difficulty, beyond the crisis, beyond the opportunity, creating with pure spirit. We want to always recognize that within the opportunity and even within the crisis, it's all one energy. And that is where we find the opportunity in crisis, which is the title of our lesson this morning, The Opportunity in Crisis. So I do want to share a little parable. You know I love my parables. And this one is one of my faves. And it's about three nurses. They all go to the pearly gates of heaven. It gets better. And they arrive at the pearly gates, and St. Peter is asked is there, guarding them, of guarding the gates, of course. And he asks the first nurse why he should admit her. And she replies that she has been an emergency room nurse and has saved thousands upon thousands of lives. And Peter says, okay, come on in. And the second looks at St. Peter and says, well, you know, he, sa he tells St. Peter that he's been an ICU nurse. And he, too, has saved countless lives. So, of course, St. Peter lets him in. Well, the third nurse, St. Peter looks at her and asks the same question. And the nurse replies that she had been a managed care nurse and has saved thousands and thousands of dollars for the insurance companies. And St. Peter replied, okay, come on in, but you should only stay for three days. <laughs> and the moral, of course, is the universe 
will only offer us what we are offering it without fail. And if all someone is offering is a vibration of consciousness, well, you get the uh, a vibration of crisis, well, you get the shit. So I find it interesting that the Chinese symbol for opportunity and crisis is exactly the same. Most people know that already. So let us consider that it's not the symbol that's projecting anything. It's how the individual is currently interpreting, seeing that symbol as to whether or not they're going to interpret it, accept it as crisis or opportunity. So look, we're all going to have this stuff going on in our journey, whatever it may be. There's going to be times that we're going to be in such a high vibration because everything's going well. It's like, yeah, baby, let's rock and roll, right? And we know, like we know, like we know, we're re vibrating and offering in perfect harmony with this. That's where our vibration is. Everything's just a click. And then somewhere along the way, we're going to hit that speed bump, and that vibration is going to get tuned down a little bit. We don't like that. We want to feel good. We want to experience that internal ex expansive knowing that I'm residing in harmony with source. And then when that vibration comes along that somehow feels as if we're not residing in that vibration, that is not a call for any of us to say, okay, we've done something wrong. We've pissed off the excuse me, we've ticked off the big girl in the high and in the sky or someone else. Right? That's the time to say, well wait a second, maybe there's some old residual stuff I need to clean out. Maybe it's time for me to go back in and into a deep meditation such as the Virtex meditation, which is available now in its edited form at GTFO Live. Just saying. Maybe it's time for me to do some internal house, house cleaning. Maybe it's time to really be mindful of what it is that I have accepted and what it is that I am accepting. Zig Ziglar said, we all need daily checkups from the neck up to avoid stinking thinking, which ultimately leads to a hardening of the attitude. Hardening of the attitude. And what we're saying here is, Let's adjust our, our attitude. Let's find out what is the attitude that we're bringing to the journey at all times. Is it rooted in that awareness that I have come forth to be a being of limitless creativity? Or is it somehow centered in that ego awareness that, wow, my in experience is impacting my life as opposed to my energy is evolving my experience? Opportunity, crisis. Same energy, just a different vibration. And the universe can't do anything but, re according to spiritual law, but reflect what we're offering. So let me share something that Holmes says. Dr. Holmes says in the textbook, he's, he wrote, man's life in reality is spiritual and mental. And until his thought is healed, no form of cure will be permanent. We understand that health is m a mental as well as a spiritual state. 
we feel that the spiritual that we feel that the spiritual or real man is perfect and we seek to uncover this perfection which which is within every person's life this is spiritual mind healing so let's take this up a notch humankind existence in reality is spiritual and mental and until it's brought its consciousness is healed no transformation or demonstration will be permanent we understand that health love wealth success is a mental state of being a vibration of consciousness as well as a spiritual state. We feel that the spiritual, our real person, is perfect, and we seek to uncover this perfection, which 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 is within every person's life. This is the transformation of vibration. We cannot approach our journey or anyone else with realizing the perfection within it all without knowing all that is is simply that evolving energy that expanding energy of source coming forward to be revealed and sometimes you know we get it it's hard to see that expanding revelation of presence within some of the family oh my gosh especially the ones who only see at the holiday Sometimes it's difficult to see that revelation of source when the circumstances don't seem to warrant it. But you have at your disposal a limitless energy that evolves boundless good as fuel. You can force to be a master shield and work in harmony with spiritual law. And any time we begin operating outside of that spiritual law, such as being Pollyannish or always operating from the vibration of crisis, then we're operating out of spiritual law. So this is why it's important for us to really assess, do I have some stinking thinking going on? Do I have some stinking old beliefs going on? Whatever it may be, but we have to set the intention to clear that out. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, your, mi- your own mind is a sacred enclosure into which nothing harmful can enter except by your permission. Except by your permission. So this means we are powerful enough to say, look at our journey and say, I see in this moment there is the choice of either crisis of op- or opportunity. I choose, I choose to only focus on the evolving good. So last week I shared a, news, a, a true news story with you, and I wanted to go in, I wanted to find another one, right? Because, you know, I love the true stories because the true stories are better than the, than the non-true stories, better than the fiction stories. And this is a story that I read several years ago now, and it's about a window washer, right? And for me, a window washer is not a great job, 
hanging off the sides of buildings. I don't want to do that for a living. However, this guy is doing his job on a cold day early in December up on the scaffolding, 47 stories high. And he falls off the scaffolding. So again, that's not the, the good part. The good part is he survived. This guy was in a coma for a couple of weeks. And on Christmas Day, two weeks after falling four, 47 stories, he opened his eyes and spoke. And the doctors at Cornell Medical Center announced that his recovery had been astonishing. And while in the hospital recovering, he regained all his movement and all of his limbs. And he walks to this day. And the news reports quoted the window washer as saying, somebody asked him, what were you thinking about as you were falling? And he replied, you know, my life didn't flash before me. I was just thinking about all the good I have in my life. That's what my attention was on. 47 stories, a window washer, whose only thought while falling was how much good he has in his life. So it was open to certain folks. So 30 years ago, if an individual was diagnosed with HIV or AIDS, that was a death sentence then. Anybody remember those days? It was a death sentence. Today, it's a manageable condition. And people with HIV or AIDS that are, are living today, they're really managing their condition. 30 years ago, Somebody with that diagnosis couldn't get an organ transplant because the doctors knew they were going to die. Today, you're on the waiting list to get the first available organ transplant. Why? Because it's no longer a death, death sentence. So was it a new drug? What the new drug therapies that produced the shift in how a person with this disease was perceived? Well, yeah, at the physical level, of course. However, before the drug therapy, there was a measurable shift in the consciousness of these individuals. The attitudes of these folks who were just absolutely unwilling to accept that their diagnosis was a death sentence or such total nonsense as, an Ill, as a punishment from a wrathful, of a wrathful God. These individuals accept and love themselves unconditionally. How do you think Louise Hay got to be so famous? That's where her work began. And out of that vibration, they maintained a vibration of opportunity as well. The thought that a therapeutic relief and a cure would come. Current medical research, and I, in, I invite you to look it up, is very close to announcing a vaccine for HIV and a cure. Something that I said more than 10 years ago was going to happen. Give it time. See, healing of any kind is not a process. Healing is a revelation of the spiritual perfection existing within everyone 
opportunity of any kind is not a process. It is a revelation of the perfection within everyone. So most of us know, or many of us know, the old uh, Native American story, it's a Cherokee story, about a white and black wolf. It's become very popular over the years. And the reality is, it's told incorrectly. It's told incorrectly. It's not told in its entirety. And the story that most people are familiar with is about a grandfather talking to his grandson about how inside of everyone lives a white and a black wolf. And the white wolf is all that is good, and the black wolf is all that is bad. And most people know that the story ends, or understand the story to end as the grandfather teaching his grandson about life and the white and the black wolf within us all. And he says to the boy that a fight is going on inside me, and it's a terrible fight between the two wolves. One is evil, the other is good. The same fight is going on inside you and every other person. And the grandson thinks about this for a moment and asks the grandfather, which wolf will win? Now, most people know this is where the story ends, because this is how they were taught the story. And they were told that the story ends with the grandfather saying, it depends on which one I feed. Right? Where I'm putting my energy. But that's not the correct version. See, in the full version, the correct version, the grandfather answered, they both win. And then he goes on to say, you see, if I only choose to feed, the white wolf, the black one, will be waiting to for me to become distracted or weak and jump out to get the attention he craves. He will always be angry, always be fighting the white wolf. However, if I acknowledge him, he is happy, and the white wolf is happy, and we all win. For the black wolf has many qualities, tenacity, courage, fearlessness, strong will, great strategic thinking that I have need of at times and that the white wolf lacks. But the white wolf has compassion, caring, strength, the ability to recognize what's in the best interest of all. The white wolf needs the black wolf at its side to feed only one to starve the other they both become uncontrollable. To feed and care for both means they will serve you well and do nothing that is not a part of something great, not a part of some endless good, something that nurtures life. Feed them both and there will be no more internal struggle for your attention. And when there is no battle inside, you can hear and listen the voices of deeper knowing that will guide you to choosing what is right in every circumstance. Peace is the Cherokee mission in life. A man who has peace has, ha has everything. And a man who is pulled apart by the internal struggle has nothing. How you choose to react will be a saving portion will determine your journey. Starve one or the other 
are God's indulgence. The opportunity of suffering is the realization that there is always a contrast. Without a contrast, we would never know what is a potential crisis or what is a potential opportunity. Contrasts allow us the avenue to practice soul-level discernment. Practicing discernment is looking beyond the crisis and the opportunity and viewing all things as the eyes of source. Yes, we want to stay focused on the good, to give our attention to only the good, while at the same time, it is not practicing soul-centered discernment when there is a potential problem that requires the wisdom, the strategic thinking of the boundless intelligence of source within. So I'll give you a difference in opportunity and crisis because I know that could really get like confusing. How can there be opportunity that's not good for you? Think Bernie Madoff. Y'all remember him? Thousands of people were ripped off, millions and millions of dollars. Why? Because they were presented with a good opportunity. And they got so caught up in the vibration of the opportunity that was being offered through someone else's consciousness that they forgot to practice discernment. And therefore, accepted it for themselves. Michael Beckwith said, we live at the threshold of universal recognition that the human being is not mere matter, but a potent energetic field of consciousness. This is what you are, a potent energetic field of consciousness. And your journey is not made up of opportunity or crisis. Your journey is made up of that potential force, that endless source of good that you are. That's what's at its core. Now, how that core evolves, how it begins to reflect on your journey, if there's something going on within it that is causing you not to feel like, oh, yeah, I'm right in perfect harmony, then guess what? This is the time to reach within. This is the time to go and say, look, let me go back and listen to this Vertex meditation. Let me call a Reiki practitioner or a prayer practitioner and begin getting this energy moving in the right direction. Let me take a look at and say, well, you know, wait a second. I seem to be having some struggle going on in my experience. What's that about? What's that about? Why am I struggling so much when everybody else is doing so good? But remember, Source doesn't see, see it as someone doing great or not doing great. Source perceives it it as evolving good. Judgment does not evolve judgment. Got it? I'll tell you a great story. i got to finish with this because it just happened. And I have to be careful about it. But I had a member, long, long, long-term member, um, one of our most impactful benefactors, okay? That's a politically correct way of saying they tied the knot. And they shared, and we don't see them that often. We don't. We really don't. 
right? They keep up, they travel a lot. We see them on, uh, or they see us on um, now the live stream, et cetera. But we love each other. And they have been with us. I, I've lost track. Not the full 21 years, but a big chunk of it. And they shared with me a very disturbing situation, experience that they had where someone referred to them in a manner that manner that was not reflective of their experience or of their consciousness. And it really bothered them. And it really bothered me too when they shared it because it's not, we don't teach judgment here. We call it judgment. Well, Lord knows we wouldn't be, we would have much more money. But I let them share and then I only said to them, you know, only one truth to that. I said, you know, my experience has been that those who practice the most judgment are the ones that experience the less evolution of good. The less evolution of good. And even if we go in and we look in, in Don Miguel Luiz's The Four Agreements, what's one of the four agree- agreements? Without judge. Why? Because we're operating not as the physical being we've come forth to be. So I'm going to close with this. Ogmangino wrote, build this day on a foundation of pleasant pleasant thoughts. Never fret at any imperfections that you may that you fear may impede your progress. Remind yourself as often as necessary that you are a creature of God and have the power to achieve any dream by lifting up your thoughts. You can fly when you decide that you can't. Never consider yourself defeated again. Let the vision in your heart be your life's blueprint. Closes that with a smile. A smile. Live out of the consciousness of seeing as the eyes of Christ. And all you're going to experience is the good of Christ. Hey, Christers. through you and as you and in us. Namaste. And so ends our lesson. All right. So for our um, tithing moment, if you would, please say the tithing affirmation with me. Infinite mind. As and through me. Blesses and multiplies my tithe. It does its good and perfect work and returns to me multiplied abundantly. Multiplied abundantly. And for our offering, Gwen Pugh. Well, I've been dreaming a crazy dream. It's been so long now. I thought 
Come on. 